Hello there, ghosts and ghoulies. I'm here to talk to you about one of our lovely sponsors on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, Revenge Lover. Stand out from the crowd. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. Mention you heard it on the 4i Radio Network to receive 10% off your order. <laughs> now enjoy the rest of the program. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I am Steve-O. And I'm Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway smoked a lot of crack and that's why she's here. Yep. Because um, if she was successful, she wouldn't be here. And if I was successful, I wouldn't have been in Dark Knight Rises. Boom! No, I'm just kidding. Um, I actually really liked her in Dark Knight Rises. I don't know why I just bashed on her there. Um, actually, I can't really think of a movie that Anne Hathaway was in that I didn't like her in. So, um, yeah, and I like how you're about to just jump on uh, Dark Knight Rises because I, I said this and I go, look, it's the end of the Batman trilogy, uh, the the Nolan. I yeah. know we're talking completely something <laughs> off the rails because I actually had an intro and everything like that. But, oh, sorry. And it wants to just derail the show. And unlike her, she doesn't realize me with all my other podcasts that I'm always – always on track totally you know you never get derailed by anything see that's a joke because if people actually follow all the other shows that i do you will know that every <laughs> show is fucking derailed but what i was gonna say like yeah a lot of people don't like the dark knight rises and yes there's some problems with it and yeah the bane voice <laughs> is weird and yeah you can barely understand batman but all in all i enjoyed it for what it was and yeah. it was fun and stuff like that like yes we can't deny the fact that everyone says how much you know dark knight is the best Batman film ever because you had a great Joker. You had a great storyline, all these different things and elements. It just, it just worked for that movie. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed, uh, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. And Hathaway, I thought did a fantastic job as a Catwoman. And I know a lot of people are like, no, there's only one Catwoman is Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. She did great in her role at the time for the Tim Burton thing. But honestly, I really enjoyed, uh, her in, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I really, well, it, this is the joke I was saying because you had Michael Keaton move over to Marvel. Marvel. He played the yes. vulture. Then you, so now I'm like, okay, Danny DeVito, if, if, if this, this, this is the pitch and nope, hear me out. This is the pitch. Disney, if you guys, if your Fox plan went through and you plan on doing another Fantastic Four movie, this is what you do. Like I said, you wait till the third movie, you build everything up to Dr. Doom. You don't give them Dr. Doom in the first movie. You build them up. First movie, this is what you do. Like I said, you get Adam Scott to play Mr. Fantastic. You get, uh, I always forget his name, but the guy who played Daryl on uh, The Office and everything like that, you get him to play, like, let him be the thing. Yeah. And then, you know, put do the CGI, do whatever you need to do, but let it be the thing. I would love him to be the thing. He'd be a fantastic thing. Because, you know what I'm saying? This is what the problem with a lot of the Fantastic Fours. They're missing. Look, you can have, you should put humor in your movies. There's nothing wrong with humor in a movie. 
Okay, I mean, RoboCop, the first RoboCop, as bloody as it is or whatnot, it's got some fucking great humor in it, too. For a dark fucking movie, like the original RoboCop. Like, if you've not seen that, which I'm actually thinking of picking up because I want to rewatch it again, um, because I remember seeing the remake they did. And, and again, I didn't have a problem with it. Again, didn't destroy the original for me and stuff like that. But, yeah, the first one's fucking great. Which is really funny that you mentioned RoboCop because I was just listening to Fat Man on Batman earlier and they're talking about that must be why it's on your brain. Anyways, so... But anyways, what I was saying, but for your first villain, you do, uh, what's his face? The, uh, the Mole Man? Mm. You make fucking Danny DeVito the Mole Man. Yes. First off, he's the perfect height. No offense to him, but he could... Fu- okay. No, I feel like Danny DeVito has no problem with his height, and he's willing to play around with stuff because of his height, which I say And the best part about him. it with him, you don't even have to put any makeup really on him for it. <laughs> like, no, seriously, if you Google, like, old school Mole Man from the, yeah. from the Fantastic Four, just give him the shades. You can have him rocking, like, a green sweater. Like, you don't have to give him the green suit with the... Fl- Cape, obviously, not gonna lie. I'm pretty sure Danny DeVito would be like, "No, fuck that! I want to wear that." Like he'd probably be totally down for it, considering how he did the the Trash Man wrestling thing with uh, Always Sunny and Philadelphia or whatnot. Which we should probably watch those because you haven't seen a lot of those episodes. But yeah, like a lot of people, like I know one of my exes was Lalai. No, I should just say my one ex, um, because the other people I think enjoyed the show. So she was just like, I didn't really like it when Danny DeVito came in. I don't get me wrong. I love the first season of Sunny, but Danny DeVito's character did, didn't hurt the show. And it added a couple of great things to it where you're just like, Oh, this is fucking genius. I have a hard time imagining any world where Danny DeVito would screw up a show because honestly, like every time I've seen Danny DeVito acting, like he gives it everything. And he like the majority of the, the, uh, the roles that he plays, like whether it's written into the character or not, but he will play off the fact that he is short so fucking much. And it just fucking works. Like even in romancing the stone, which like he, I don't think the character was technically written short, but they really play. He really plays off the fact that he can't reach things. Yeah. And yeah, that yeah. He's like, he can't really like, he's not really in shape. Well, so I'll put it really, this way. Again, he really plays I'll off put it this it way. Really works. And yes. He'd be playing a villain. And he's played a villain before. He played uh, the Penguin. And honestly, like as much as people don't like Batman Returns, I like him. I can find some good parts in it. And like him as that Penguin, like that creepy Penguin. Like don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. Like I like the one. I like the Penguin who's kind of like yeah, he has like the long nose, but he's very proper and he's very this. But giving me this kind of gritty Penguin and stuff, I kind of I kind of enjoyed that. And actually, it's funny like watching it when I saw it in theaters, like as a little kid couldn't really appreciate a lot of the stuff because I was just like, Batman, Batman, Batman. But then rewatching it when you get older and stuff, you're like, I'm, you know, he, he made a choice with his, his character of the Penguin. And it worked. And I enjoyed it. It was fun. But that's what I'm saying. Make him the Mole Man and even do jokes like that with the, <laughs> with him being short and stuff because that's the whole reason why. Like, like I'm telling you, like, yes, you can make a serious Fantastic Four movie, but it, literally, like, Marvel, Disney, Fox, I know you're not listening to me, and you probably will never listen to me, but I guarantee if your Fantastic Four fucking fails again when you try to do a movie and you didn't take any, I'm saying, fuck it. Basically, okay, my goal will then be, this is my goal. If they can't make a proper Fantastic Four movie, my goal is is to finally become a director. And I'm going to work my ass off just so I can direct (laughs) a Fantastic Four that fucking works, and I'm going to have to cast the characters that I want to cast. So now I'm kind of curious if you had another Batman movie coming out Mm -hmm. and it had the penguin. And I mean like the gritty penguin, 
Oh, like, gritty not penguin? like the proper. No, see, I would have. I, I would do a proper penguin this time around. But no, I'm just curious. Like, if movies. you had to recast and you were doing like the gritty one again, um, if it wasn't Danny DeVito, who would you pick to be the the penguin? Who do you think could pull it off? Ooh, um, let's see. Uh, uh, well, I have a couple of people. That, one person who comes to mind uh-huh. is Stephen Fry. I don't know who that is. He's a he's a British actor, a British comedian actually, and stuff like that. He's been on um, Craig Ferguson. I'm trying to remember. He was just in something that you might have seen or what? Oh, he's the voice of the Cheshire Cat in Alice in Wonderland. Oh, the the Tim Burton one. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, look him up. I mean, like you'll see him. You'd be like, well, he right now. I think he he's kind of what's his first name? Stephen. Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. Um, I think he would be pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think who else is out there that I think would be freaking. Oh, uh, he made a horrible uh, rhino, but was it Paul Giamatti? Uh, um, I'll have to look him up. He was in Sideways. Oh, yes, I love Stephen Fry. Okay. Oh, he's uh, fantastic. I would, I would pick either Stephen Fry or, like I said, Paul. I believe it's Paul Giamatti. He was in, like, Sideways. He was in John Dies at the End. He was in... Um, if it's not Paul Giamatti, then please, someone... I'm, I'm sure our fact checker. Sideways, yes. Okay, yes. so is Paul Giamatti... Yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, I would use him. I think he would be... Oh, good. he would be great. Be, that's what I'm saying. Like, terrible fucking rhino. Yeah. But I think he would make a fantastic fucking penguin. You know who else? Or he... if not Penguin for him, I would say Mad Hatter in the Batman universe. But that's just me. Um, you and know, then I'm trying to think who. Yeah, th- I'll have to get back to you on that. But yeah, you know what? I just realized. Like I was just thinking about it. Like because I was trying to think. Oh. Or um, if you want to go proper Penguin, and you actually don't want to use the fat Penguin, you want to go with the Gotham Penguin, like the guy yeah. who plays him on Gotham, but you want to do features, so you want to get a well-known name. Like don't get me wrong, that guy knows how to fucking do shit. Oh, yeah. and I like him. I would then go with Peter Capaldi if you're going to do an older Penguin. Um, not gritty. I'm talking about yeah, the proper yeah, yeah. penguin. I know. Um, if you do the slim down, da- if you want to do a slim yeah. down version of him or whatnot. Mm. I don't know if you're going to be think, I think, well, old. No, well, no, I'm saying proper penguin. I'm not saying gritty penguin. I'm going with, yeah, with elegant penguin. I'm going with Batman animated series. I would say circa 1990, maybe four or five, when they kind of updated the character looks and they actually made the penguin look less like the Tim Burton and more like the 1966 uh, penguin. Where he's but he like owned the waistcoat. Yeah, he's like he has a waistcoat. He has a like a you oh, know, yeah, the, the, the long the uh, smoking, smoking thing, his thing. But he owned like a nightclub in the in the Batman. Instead of him being like like there was actually I think it was like Enter the Batwoman or whatnot. Uh, where he's like, no, 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 I run, a, I try to run a clean business now. Like, I don't do that. But he was fucking lying because underneath he was yeah. doing, like, weapons trades and stuff like that, which he usually does. But it was such a, it was, like, a cool way of, like, seeing, like, how all the other criminals are still criminals, but yet he was the only one that tried to, quote, unquote, make a legit business. Legitimize, which, yeah. Which actually is really funny because actually in Arkham Knight, Penguin is voiced by Nolan North. Yeah, he does a he does a fantastic penguin. Actually, I would say if you could get Nolan North to do a penguin, I would do him because when he does his Cockney accent uh, for the penguin in that game, it's I love it. I'm like, oh fuck! Like if they make another, like I would love them to make another Bruce, like do the Bruce Tim Batman animated series again and have a like everyone come back. And actually, I was just thinking about it and uh, like listening to Fat Man on Batman, like they were talking about uh, Mister Freeze, yeah. and they were saying that Brian Cranston could play Mister Freeze. Oh, like, that's a really good pull. And then I just thought, you know who I think would also be, like, a really good Mr. Freeze? Who? Is uh, Christopher Eccleston. Ooh. Oh, you know? That 
that would be interesting. See, see, you went down yeah. that path too because you know what I was thinking of for Riddler? I was saying Matt Smith. Yeah, he would be really Because I would like to see, because you see him get, like, kind of oh, angry, yeah. like, know, in the Doctor Who's, but he's really kind of, like, more of the more, like, ha-ha, like, happy ones, I yeah. would say. And then, like, when he does get, like, I'm going to fuck your shit up, like, I would like to, because you know, he already knows how to play the smartest person in the room. And also, if you want to start doing, like, just a bunch of Doctor Who's, like, even if you didn't want to, I feel like a really clever choice for David Tennant to play mm-hmm. would be the Joker, because he can flip shit on a fucking switch. I feel like he could probably pull off the Joker who's, who's the, so well. Who's Maybe the, not the laugh. Now that the, you say that, now, well, you never know because I haven't. That's you, true. I mean, you don't know people. But actually, now that we're going down Doctor Who people, okay. So who's uh, is it? Baker. Uh, Tom Baker. Tom yes. Baker. He should play Matt Hatter. Oh yeah. Oh, Poison Ivy. Uh-huh. Karen Gillan. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. I was just sticking with doctors, but okay. Uh, I just uh, thought of that. I was like, who's a, like, because I've always been sitting there, like, racking my brain trying to think of, like, who's a good redhead that could play Poison Ivy? Freaking Karen Gillan. You have um, to redo who her played, hair. But... Who played, uh, who played, um, oh, the captain, dude, the, the. Captain Jack Harkness? Jack, captain John Jack Harkness. John Barrowman. John Barrowman. Uh, he could play, he would be Nightwing. Oh, he'd be fucking perfect. Oh, my God. Okay. Now I kind of want to do like recast all of DC as just oh, Red Hood. Okay, yeah, the Red Hood. Uh, uh fucking just forgot his name. What's his name in Legends of Tomorrow? Oh, Rory. Uh, Rory. Rory. Rory's yeah. character. Uh, Arthur, Arthur Darville. Okay, wait. Let me think about that. Um, see, I can't, I can't cast Red Hood yet until I would have to pick out who Batman is because you have to realize. You this person to... idolized this person, and then they be they basically failed them, and yeah. they're then they tr- bring them back, and now they're just like fuck this person. Basically, what Comic Con was was fuck Batman. Um, <laughs> I know Kyle doesn't listen to the show, but he probably would be like, oh, cool, thanks, Steve. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I couldn't cast him. In, but I'm thinking of Rory now, and I'm thinking, let's see, Rory, Rory, Rory. I'm trying to think of other either villains that are out there that either Red Hood. Or maybe... Oh, no, Rory? Yeah. Rory Scarecrow. Oh. Yeah, I he's can got, see that. He's got, he's got a very slender body. Yeah. But if you, if you watch Legends of Tomorrow and even in, like, uh, the Doctor Who's when he's able to turn it and stuff. Um, but, yeah, he would be a great... I think he'd, ooh, he'd probably be... He'd be very fun to be uh, Scarecrow. So um, continuing to pull from the Doctor Who universe then for this, that's not horror-related at all, but I don't really care because this is fun. Um, so who would you pick as Batgirl? Um, see, you went with Karen Gillian for Poison Ivy. Um, she might have been my pick for Batgirl. But um, I'm trying to think now. Who is the other people... Well, there's Martha Jones. Yeah, there's, there's Claire. Actually, Clara. Clara could probably be a good bad girl. Clara, Clara or uh, Rose. Oh, I forgot about Rose. Yeah, because Rose, I was easily leaning towards Rose as, but I don't see. It's weird because I see her as very. But actually, you know what? No, no, I'm changing Rose. And this is the only reason why you can only do it if David Tennant is the Joker. She would be, she would Harley, be Harley Quinn because they would probably play really well off each other. Either her, or even if you wanted to like uh, do Martha Jones and make Harley Quinn ethnic, 
Oh no, I was going to say now uh, Martha Jones for uh, Batgirl. Oh, okay. I, I do want. Eth- I would like the ethnicity, but I yeah. think she would make a great Batgirl because she in in Doctor Who, at least what I oh, saw. She's, she's an amazing. She's actress. a very she's a very powerful person and yeah. very like that. So she could be very yeah. That'd be cool. Then you have to think about who's going to be uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, actually. I was going to say this might be a challenging one, but now that I think about it, if you wanted to switch to the gender, Donna Noble. Oh, it's Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Oh, so then she had uh, her husband is African American then. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Oh, Donna Noble would be a pretty good Commissioner right? Gordon. Now the only problem is, is because right now in the Doctor Who universe, I'm not seeing. I can't really point anybody out that I would be like, oh shit, that's Batman. Yeah, that's Batman. True. I would still have to pull from some other like. Yeah, because uh, Batman, I feel like you probably either have to pull, like, you probably either have to do, like, David Tennant, and then you'd have to, like, switch the entire, like, kind of mis- mix the cast around. Um, well, it'd have to either be, like, Dennett Tennant or, like, Matt Smith, but the problem is with them, it's like they have to get, like, in super huge shape, but I feel like their bodies, what they're at now, are perfect for the other characters. Yeah, and also I don't really, I can't, I have a hard time seeing Matt Smith as, like, Batman. No, I can see him as Bruce Wayne. But it, not Batman, I can't yeah. see him as bad. Like he'd probably play a fantastic Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like I know oh, he yeah. could totally deliver that. But being under the cowl, I I know. <laughs> just the giant ears. They won't even fit. You just have to like make a helmet. That yeah. And his chin. Ears. He doesn't. He <laughs> does. That's the other problem. That's the other problem. Him and David Tennant both don't have strong chins. David Tennant, on the other hand, does have a good chin for like the Joker because it's very like his face angled. is very angled and everything like that. Yes. But uh, um. Oh, fuck. We said... Who did we say for... No, i got to switch somebody now. Okay. Um, what's his face? Uh, Peter Capaldi. Who did I say he should be? We haven't picked Peter Capaldi yet. Oh, we haven't. Okay, Peter Capaldi, Alfred. Yes! And oh, not because yes. he's old, because I think he'd be great. Ah, yes. Um, but, yeah, pulling... Actually, if you wanted to... If you wanted to switch it up a bit, you could probably do uh, Batman as Arthur Darville. Who's Arthur Darville? Uh, Rory. He'd have oh. to get into some serious shape. No, no, but... I no. No. Again, not. He doesn't have the strong. There's a chin. Look, there's a thing <laughs> with the chin. Trust me. There's a thing with that chin. Um. Uh, now I'm down to think of. Oh yeah, and technically we had. Uh, I'll put it this way. If you want to do like the guest stars and stuff, we have like uh fucking. Simon Pegg to play with because he was on. Oh, Simon Dr. Pegg. <laughs> Ooh, Simon Pegg. Ooh, I. Th- Ooh, weird, weird pull. Okay. Hasn't been done in uh, movies and or TV, I think. It might have been done in animated, so I can't call that. But uh, random character, uh, Sir Simon Pegg, Calendar Man. Oh, yeah, I'm pulling, I'm pulling really old school <laughs> shit on, on Batman with that one. What does onomatopoeia look like? Oh, onomatopoeia just has a mask, and it just has, like, a swirl kind of thing to it. Um, I have that uh, Batman book, uh, Cacophony. Where well, I wasn't Kevin sure, Smith... like, how he was built. Oh, he you can't really, he, he wears, like, a giant trench coat, and then he has kind of, like, the, the suit underneath, you know, like, you can kind of see, like, trench coat suit, and then he has, like, this mask that just has, like, this kind of, like, swirly face on it. Because, I mean, like, if he's, like, kind of... But he doesn't, the only problem with onomatopoeia, he doesn't, speak talk yeah. he just goes blam blam for like guns and when he does like he just makes that the noises yeah. of the things he does so um apparently they've been they've been wanting to do the character on arrow and they haven't done it yet even and kevin smith is all like 
he's like, I don't know how it would transfer because like it's like it works great on paper, but yeah. like when you try to do that, it'd just be weird if the guy's like blam and pop 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 and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, so Actually, but but that you wouldn't even to... that you don't really need to face because you never really. See, I I mean I haven't gotten to uh, his end of his run of that of that series. But you haven't seen him without his mask, so I have no idea who he actually is. Underneath. You know what I just... I just solved, I think, the issue with Arrow. Mm. Like, literally do an episode... Because, like, they did a singing episode of The Flash, right? Yeah. So just do, like, essentially, like, um, Scott Pilgrim version of an Arrow episode. With, like, the word pow and, like, all that kind of stuff. And just make it, like, sort of cartoony, but still live action. Uh, no, if... I would say, back that up, if you're going to do that... Put it with a Batman character because we are going to be hopefully getting Batwoman on the CW. Oh, and yeah. I would just say bring. Well, I just meant like if you're having onomatopoeia. No, no, no. Here, this is. Yeah. You have to. Okay. And this is how I present stuff. And you're and everyone feel free to be amazed. This is the only time <laughs> I'm going to gloat about this because I think this is a genius fucking idea. Okay. C- CW show does Batwoman. You make onomatopoeia in that one. And I know what you're saying. Like, why well, can't you do a musical thing and stuff like that? No, this is the perfect part. You put in all that stuff with the huge boom and the pow and the stuff. Why? Because it's like Batman 66 then, that episode. Oh. Now you get nostalgia. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they're doing an homage to the old Adam West 66 episode with that one. Yeah. I like it. See, if if you're going to do a theme, you're going to do a theme episode, give it to the bat. Absolutely. I, I swear to God, if they do that, I... Look, I just want my name on the episode. I don't just like, hey, an idea from this guy or whatnot. I mean, because the character was Kevin Smith, I believe, created Onomatopoeia. Warner Brothers and DC owns Batman and Batwoman and all that kind of stuff. But that's a fucking good idea. Like, I mean, yeah, I love that musical episode of The Flash. But you give me like a you do the Batwoman one and then you do an episode like that's like kind of like this. And you literally open it like that. Like, and it's but it's Batwoman. Yeah. You know, and you do the whole thing and you make it kind of like the almost like you make it like a weird 60s episode. And then you can tie it in where it's like she's either fell into like, uh, you know, like Riddler or somebody put like a weird like, um, you know, tr- no, it could have been a fear thing or something like that. Or, yeah. you know, something with Scarecrow. Some I mean, you could you could tie thing, it, yeah. you could totally tie it in, have two villains in the show, but at least like and give Onomatopoeia's thing where it's like, yeah, pow, 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 pow. And you can have it show up and stuff and. Fuck, I'm good. Um, <laughs> anyways, but yes, let's actually get back to not another B-Horror cast. <laughs> uh, we were away for a while. See, this is the problem. I was supposed to do a long box cast with Eric this weekend, and we both got really wicked tired, and we never got a chance to Skype it or whatnot. So we were going to talk and about And I'm hijacking my own podcast here. and so, But of course, we have, we have news. We have plenty, plenty of news and also new updates for the 4i Radio Network. So, of course, you can find us now on 4iRadio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, Player FM, and also Google Play and the now Google Play app. And because I did not fucking write this correctly because I have three ands in there. So there's a flaw. And now we are on Spotify. That is correct. You can actually type in not another B horror cast and find our podcast on Spotify. Or you can even go to 4iRadio.com. 4iRadio 
on uh, Spotify, and you can actually see the list of other shows that are also on Spotify as well. So if you want to go ahead and follow us, we'd be appreciative of that, and so on and so forth. And I'm going to end this right now. But uh, we were gone for, I think, a week. We didn't do one last week. Yeah, we yeah, because before that we did with uh, Geeks Who Eat, I think. Yes, Geeks Who Eat was, a, yeah, we last one we did was The Purge. So, Anna, what have you been up to and what is new? Um, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, we've been kind of busy, but it's not been anything, like, majorly incredible. Um, I did, um, I will say this, so I am not getting paid for this. I'm just giving them a shout-out. Wine Inc., it was spelled W-I-N-C. And they are absolutely amazing. Like, I freaking love them. They send you, I think it's like six, between 40 and $60 a month, depending on the bottle of wine that you purchase. If you uh, get four bottles of wine, then it's free shipping. They send it to you once a month. You can either have them send wines to you that you, you think, or that they think you'll like, or you can pick your own wines based on like the descriptions and like the, the ratings and all that kind of good stuff. Um, they try to change them out pretty frequently of like the wines that they have. And they also have wines from California and they have imported wines. So there's lots of like Australia, Italy, France, uh, Spain, Argentina, um, New Zealand. So it's really, really awesome. I absolutely love them. Actually, I'm taking a break from them this month just really quickly because I want to try a different that's Wine like the funniest thing I've ever heard. That'd be all like, oh, my God, I love Xbox. I think everything about them is great. I just bought all these games for it. But I canceled my Xbox Live, and I'm now still going to PlayStation. Well, no, I was saying, I was saying I'm was i skipping a month this no, month. No, I know, I know but that. I but, think just I'm like, gonna... but just like how you built them up, and they're like, but I'm skipping this month. So, Well, I'm really just skipping this month because I wanted to try like a different uh, service just to see kind of like how it stacks up against Wine Inc. But already... I'm still liking Wine Inc. way better. Um, but the only pro- my only slight issue is that I kind of wish that they'd change it out their wines like a little bit more and give it a little bit more of a variety. But, I mean, they have like 30 wines a month that you can choose from. Like it's an, like a ridiculously good selection. So my issue is I'm kind of limited because I can't drink wines from California because there's an enzyme that causes ah. migraines. So I can't drink well, US what you, or what US you, wines. What you should do is you should uh, tweet them and let them know about your podcast and how much you like their wine, and maybe we can get a sponsorship going. This is true. But, yeah, so that was a free plug for Wine Inc. Woohoo! Um, and I can't remember the name of the other place, and I'll let you know. Like, once I, fig- once I actually get the wine from them, then I'll let you know how I like it, and if I really like it, then I'll give them a, a free plug too, but... Um, definitely check out Wine Inc. because I really enjoy them. Um, other than that, um, other than just kind of changing up the wines a bit, I'm trying to think of much else that I've done. I mean, it's been like a couple like birthday celebrations. Yeah, your uh, mom and your brother had their uh, yeah. birthdays, so you celebrated that. I think uh, last uh, week before. Yeah, week before, or like because, Sunday before. Yeah, because last. last weekend we went to Sunup Brewery in Camelback. Yes. On Camelback uh, with my for my mom's birthday. That's right, and I actually had a really good uh, yeah the mead, mead and it was a PB and J mead and it was really pretty good. damn good and I can't remember the name of the the brewery or whatever the Sun Up Brewery. I, I don't think it was oh, Sun Up. Okay. Um, well, Sun Up Brewery has it. So yeah, Sun Up Brewery has it and it's really good and it smells like grape jelly and it doesn't have a ton of peanut butter in it, but it's still really really good. yeah. I didn't taste a lot of 
peanut butter in it, but the jelly was definitely there. But it was it was really good. It was very sweet. And it also like one thing I noticed that a lot of times with meads, like it kind of makes you sleepy. And this one didn't do that. So that was kind of nice that I wasn't like falling asleep in my chair. Yeah. Um, also, I wanted to talk about because I have to look forward to the uh, I think Patrick mentioned it on uh, one of our podcasts. Um, <clears throat> he said, uh, what was it? The Screaming Beaver? Yeah, uh, I can't remember the name of it. Angry Beaver? I can't remember. I think it was Angry Beaver. Well, I know that's a Nickelodeon show. I don't know if that's the brewery. But anyways, he <laughs> says they uh, they don't bottle, they don't can or bottle the one that he had over there. That's like one you have to actually go to their brewery and have. And uh, In California, yes. In California, yes. Uh, but he did say they do have a peanut butter uh, stout, I think he said. So I think next time I go to Total Wine, I'm going to see if they have it there. Um, Heck yes. Because I love peanut butter. Um, yeah, so we went to Sun Up Brewery. Pretty good. Um, I had a vanilla bean. Uh, I wanted, I got to try the, it was the, the, uh, the white Russian raisin they yeah. had. They didn't have just the normal stout. Uh, so hopefully I get to try that at some point. But yeah, it was pretty, pretty good. Got my mom, uh, Ragnarok. And then, uh, just picked, uh, also we, uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Oh, Ragnarok. Uh, picked up, uh, I've been picking myself up early birthday presents. Um, I picked up, uh, Rick and Morty season three, and then I just got myself toxic Morty pop, which is amazing. Yeah. I, I gotta find, I gotta find Rick. I love, I don't know what it is about that. I think the episode is just fucking hilarious to me just because it's like, Oh, I hate the sound of my voice. Yeah, but it's your best quality. I know. And, and it's, it's like, just, oh, it's, I don't want to be on camera. I feel ugly and gross. It's so well written because it's like, it literally said, basically says like anything. Because it's literally talking about like anything that you view as, yeah, a, as, as like bad as in your toxic, life. toxic. Toxic yeah. it takes out. But then it's basically like taking parts of, part of your personality and taking it out of you. And then it's like what, and it really plays off of like, it's essentially you taking out your own insecurities but instead of getting rid of your insecurities, it just takes that part out of you altogether. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's just I mean, a really cerebral yeah. episode. I'm, I'm honestly, I've been, I've been mulling it over my head. It probably will be coming, and probably a lot sooner than later. But I probably will start doing a Rick and Morty podcast. Um, I saw one that was on Spotify already, and they were just like, "Oh, the Rick and Morty podcast!" Like they were really creative about it. So uh, I'm gonna have to school them. Plus, I think I kind of win because I can do kind of a lot of the voices from the show so <laughs> yeah i win um so yeah so look forward to that and yes this actually will probably keep going because i will have no problem just going back and forth as by myself with this podcast yeah. if I the can't only find thing co-hosts. i can do is just summer's voice of what the hell so hey that's still pretty good i mean if if uh you know it's because i was too busy carving mm. all them dams uh Summer next time. Oh, what's my what's my favorite? That what we were just wa- we just watched the season again, and they said the, uh, uh, hey, can we hide with you? And he's like, we're not hiding, we're nesting. He's like, oh, ooh la la, like so <laughs> fucking sarcastically of just like, man, Morty, um, god damn, god damn, yeah, noob noob. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, yeah, so Who we... Who the fuck is Noob Noob? Yeah. Who the fuck is Noob Noob? <laughs> anyways, um, uh, I did, up. yeah, then I also bought myself the uh, the double vinyl album of the Rick and Morty music that will be coming. I'll be getting that sometime in November. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Um, and then, yeah, I think I have a couple of other things that are probably coming my way. I'm not sure. Uh, I know I bought myself a little stash box. You can probably guess the theme on that one. Yes, Rick and Morty. Uh, I might have a problem. Not sure. Um, In my personal opinion, you can't have too many Rick and Morty things. So I think I might be supporting your addiction. Well, I would say I'm sorry, but I'm really not. Um, yeah. So, but yeah. Um, of course, also don't forget to check out our lovely sponsors like Revenge Lover. Stand up from the crowd for samples and inquiries. Please visit revengelover.com. Mention you heard it on the 4i Radio Network to receive 10% off of your order. Also, don't forget about Amazon.com, but you don't go to Amazon. You go to Sasquatch.net, click on that Amazon banner and shop like you normally do. We'll get a little taste if you do. And, of course, if you're looking for us on the web, not only can you find us on Facebook, you can also find us on Twitter at BeHorrorCast and Instagram with the same name. And also, if you want to drop us a line on our email address, such as you want to write in stories, tell us about experience, tell us if the show sucks, tell us if uh, you think the Rick and Morty podcast is probably your money-making ticket out of here. And uh, (laughs) you can leave everyone else behind. No, I'm just kidding. Or am I? We'll find out. Uh, tune in next week when Steve buys a dog. What? I don't know. Are you naming it Snowball? Yeah. Oh, I totally or, would. Or are you naming it Snuffles? Uh, no, Snowballs, because Snuffles is his slave name. <laughs> um, well, then again, you have Toby named by his slave name, so... Because you said you weren't going to write a Kunta Kente down on... <laughs> yeah, first off, I don't know how to spell that. Didn't have phones <laughs> out there, and I'm like... And then I realized how bad that would have been if, like, people came up, oh, but you can't say, like, Kakuta can't they, bro? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, that might um, not be socially acceptable in this day and age anymore. Yeah. Since whenever you can get in trouble for saying that kids are assholes. Um, um, no, we'll just say, the, uh, apparently you can't, you apparently... If you, you can't compare no, no, anything to a child. No, I wasn't going to say that. I was just going to say because I didn't want to, you know, give away what we're talking about. I was just going to say... Uh, apparently, be careful what you said 10 or 15 years ago, because apparently, yes, it will bite you in the ass if it's on the Internet. This is true. Um, but anyways, yes. Yeah, so uh, we got some uh, we got some news for you. A lot of this might be a little bit old, but we are going to give you some new news, because, of course, what just happened last weekend was also San Diego Comic-Con. And they did feed the horror. In fact, um, they did have um, they did actually have a first purge exhibit thing going on. Like it was like the Ooh. purge, like little thing that was set up. Um, also, they had a lot of stuff for Castle Rock, which apparently... So Castle Rock has uh, already dropped on Hulu. Not the full season. It's like, I guess it released weekly. Uh, but they have three episodes out right now. Um, apparently, uh, Matthew, one of his coworkers, said it was it's like phenomenal. It was the buzz during the entire like Comic-Con with a lot of people. I thought it was great because uh, Mark Bernardin, who's also on Fat Man on Batman, was a writer for uh, Entertainment, uh, the LA Times, all this kind of stuff, did a lot of movie reviews. Uh, he's now writing scripts, and he worked on Castle Rock, and it was kind of cool to be like, oh, shit. Like, he, like, I like the fact that like you get to hear these people nerd out yeah like honestly if i if if i if kevin smith never did fat man on batman and i never once heard of mark bernardin i would watch castle rock because i know it's up my alley and watch it but i would never because i'm yes i'm a horrible person i don't look at writers well yeah and And now that i know he wrote on it i'm gonna look for that i'm gonna see oh he wrote this episode or oh you know he was involved in this one and stuff like that but it's kind of cool to hear him like nerd out of like all this shit that he's passionate about and then you find out that like oh he's uh he's a writer on like you know highly uh, successful tv show show and stuff like that and it's kind of it's just interesting and that's actually like one of my favorite things about listening to podcasts because like a lot of times you kind of have this picture in your head of like oh these people are like so incredible because they're like famous or whatever 
and like just listening to like Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard and talk, they're just normal everyday like just fucking nerds. And it's so much fun to just listen to them just be like completely human and just talk about the most ridiculous, obnoxious things. Just and it's just it's really inspiring in a way because you're just kind of like looking at it like going, okay, they're like they literally are just like they're doing this because they're passionate about it and they enjoy it and it's so amazing to like listen to this. Huh. No, I just had my own weird uh thing. Okay, I need to write into Hollywood Babylon this week. Okay. Because I just came up with a great idea. I'm gonna pitch it to Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. Awesome. Um but yeah, so uh, yeah. Uh, without further ado, we should probably start jumping into the actual podcast because wow. we are. You were like, "Fuck you and your dreams, Steve." No, 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 I don't. I wasn't sure if you wanted to actually like mention on the podcast or not. Yeah, because so no one's going to steal this. Well, okay. So what's your idea? I want to hear it. Okay, so the, back to the. It, it ties in with what I was just talking about. The sixty-six episode of Batman. Yeah. You fucking get Kevin Smith to direct it. Yeah. And Ralph Garman can be on it, and he can play the narrator. Because there was the narrator like, meanwhile, in Gotham oh, City, because great. he does a spot-on fucking impersonation of that as well. Oh, he does so much awesome. shit from the 1966 Batman. So oh, hell uh, that's all I was going to say, but I'm going to say that. Uh, anyways, okay, yeah. So, yeah, so, of course, uh, Stephen King's Castle Rock trailer did drop uh, a couple of weeks ago. But, of course, uh, episodes are out now. It was a big hit at Phoenix, uh, yeah, Phoenix Comic Con. No, big uh, hit at San Diego Comic Con. Um, and then you also had uh, Castlevania uh, is getting season two. Uh, which I'm, I don't know if they're going to do four episodes like they did last time. Um, but I did enjoy it. I don't know when it, it's probably coming back maybe this fall or something like that, or maybe next year. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't checked out Castlevania, the animated series on Netflix, it's really well done. And it really actually pulled a lot from the video game franchise, which I was very surprised about. Um, it literally ends where it's like setting up where these three characters have to go and take out Dracula. And then I sat there going, oh, my God, it's the three fucking characters that you play in Castlevania three on the Nintendo. Oh, I was like, oh, shit. There's the cleric. There's the there's uh, what's his face? Alucard. It's Dracula's uh, son. Alucard. Yes. Yeah. And then it's, you know, uh, I don't know if it's Simon Belmont. No, Simon Belmont, I think, was from the second one. But one, it's one of the Belmonts. But it's like I sat there going like, oh, shit, because you see him. I'm like, OK, it's him. He's going to go to the castle and fuck shit up. And then it's like he meets this other girl. I'm like, oh, she seems like like the wizard person from that. And then as soon as the last episode happens, yeah, spoiler alerts. But the show's been out for a year, so fuck off. Um, still watch it. It's great. Um, <laughs> I'm really passive aggressive right now. Uh but yeah, then it ends with him like coming out and you're like, oh shit, it's out. And then it ends I'm like, okay, because he's like, yeah, we have to go kill my father. And you're like, oh shit, it's <laughs> the fucking third game because the third game technically, see, this is where Nintendo fucked us all over with prequels. They did a first one. They did a second one that takes place after the first one. And then they go, the third one is the prequel to all of them. And you're like, what the fuck? So thank you, Konami and your goddamn timelines. <laughs> Bernard and his goddamn suit. Bernard and his goddamn suit. But anyways, there was also talk of chapter two of It. Yes. So, uh, give me one second. Let me find it really quick. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, these two are kind of related, so I'll probably use It to kind of lead into it. Um, But it looks like they actually have some pretty good uh, It chapter two casting. So... um, Bill Skarsgård obviously is returning as Pennywise. 
Uh, James McAvoy is going to be playing Bill or Billy, which is essentially the lead character, like the the, the character that the first movie is essentially about. Yeah. Um, the girl, uh, Beverly, is actually going to be played by Jessica Chastain. Yeah, she was like one of the first ones casted uh, when like they were doing the casting. Yeah, and she's in uh, Zero Dark Thirty and Mama. Uh, Richie is going to be played by Bill Hader, who's in Barry from HBO and The Skeleton Twins. He's also in uh, SNL. He's done a shit ton of voice acting. Oh, yeah, acting. he's incredible. Um, but, yeah, when they did that, I was all like, I we all said it. I was like, they need to pick, like, someone who knows comedy. Yeah. Um, and I think Bill Hader's a great choice for that. Um, and then uh, the person who's going to be playing Mike is Isaiah Mustafa. Um Who's from uh, Shadow Hunters, which is a TV show? Um, I haven't. I've, honestly, I've never even heard. I'm of gonna it. be honest. I haven't caught up on it in a while. Like, oh, because okay. I read the books and absolutely loved them. They came out with one movie that bombed, which I kind of liked. I mean, obviously there was like plot holes and all that kind of stuff, and it was kind of like a bit of a teenage drama thing. But it was. I still really enjoyed the movie. And I did enjoy the show up to a certain extent, and it got kind of wonky, and I kind of trailed off. But I need to get back into it. But I digress. Um, so Ben is going to be played by Jay Ryan. Uh, Eddie is going to be played by James Ranson, and Andy Bean is going to play Stanley. So, so yeah, um, um, they had a little it gathering at San Diego Comic Con. Um, they didn't show any like I don't think that. They might have showed some footage, but Pennywise wasn't in it. I think it was them all meeting, like, at a Chinese food restaurant. Yeah. And then, like, they're all kind of, like, joking, and then it's all, like... Oh, so they're basically doing what they did in uh, the original, it like, TV movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's, uh, yeah, but I know they're going to have, like, I think they're going to do flashbacks on this one, where it does go back to the kids, because I know there is a part that was supposed to be in the first It movie, but it ran long... And they were able to fit into this one, so there is going to be another thing with them as children again, which is kind of going to be kind of interesting. It does say that they are rep- the uh, the original kids are going to be reprising their roles. So, so yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Which is also funny. So Bill Sarsgaard is also in Castle Rock. Yes, he is. So, and when he said it was funny because they mentioned it. I think on Fatman on Batman and Mark Bernard is like I cannot tell you if he is isn't or has anything to do with the Pennywise character in that show, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, I, I I have no problem if he's not Pennywise. I mean, I mean, if it lures to that mythos of that weird clown thing, that'd be cool. But honestly, I'm just real. I'm really curious what this is, like Castle Rock, because I know it's supposed to be like the Stephen King universe and like Cujo is supposed to be in it and the, the hotel from uh, The Shining is in it and... Like the whole just Stanley myth- Hotel, yeah, the Stanley, like all that mythos. So it is, it is really kind of interesting. Um, I will say, so I'm putting my theory on record, which is probably wrong, but I don't care because I think it would be a really cool idea, anyways. Um, I say it would be really cool if they essentially used Bill Skarsgård as like, I don't know. Well, see, this is the thing. So there's two ways that this could go. It could either be that the Creature Pennywise sees Bill Skarsgård and uses his likeness whenever he shows up as the clown. Or the other... Uh, well, actually, there could be three, now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the second option is that, essentially, he becomes Pennywise. Um, 
And then the third option is now I'm blanking on it. I'll fill you in because I just came up with one. It would just be. It, it could be a. Th- it's the funny part is it could just be a throwaway line if like I don't know what his character does or whatnot. to be like he's like no. You know what I really wanted to be? I wanted to be a clown. <laughs> and just that everyone would just be like, oh shit like yeah you know kind of thing. But we'll see what happens. It seems like pretty interesting. But yeah, like I I really like even just like the image that they have of him like. He looked completely different from anything I've seen him. Like, obviously, they only had him in, like, oh, Deadpool shit. 2 for, like, f- five minutes. Um, but, yeah, honestly, I think that it would be great. Oh, that was the other thing. Maybe it's, like, Pennywise. Like, so, basically, Bill Skarsgård is, like, it looks like he's in, like, a prison or something. Yeah, it yeah. could be just, like, uh, Pennywise, like, gathering information and presenting himself as a human and then, like, kind of, like, going from there. Maybe. And, like, maybe building up his power that way and, like, feeding off the fear that's in the prison. Um, but, yeah, that's those are my three possibility theories that most likely none of them will come to fruition. But, hey, it's fun to dream, right? Yeah, hey, well, we all have our dreams. I mean, that Batman 66 episode is probably never going to get made. So, um... Well, you never know. I mean, the CW does love Kevin Smith, so... It maybe. could happen. You never know. Um, <clears throat> let's see what else... So, you were going to say something, and then I was... Yeah, like, I just realized this is how far we're off our game. Uh, I started applauding myself because I realized that we just did horror movie news. I never did the sound drop. Yeah, I was curious about that. Segments and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So, but anyways, uh, this is pretty much our last bit of the horror movie news. And then we're going to dive into eerie news of the week. Um, this is just, this is actually kind of interesting. I'm very curious about this movie now. So I know Spawn uh, is coming back. Uh, they're doing a reboot of Spawn. Tom McFarlane seems to be very involved with it. Um, he's, I believe he wants to direct. I believe he wrote the script. Uh, Blumhouse is attached to it as well. Um, surprisingly, like the very first casting of Spawn, like who is going to play Spawn is actually Jamie Foxx. And I was like, oh, because the movie seems like it's going to be, and I I don't mean like low budget, like it's going to be cheap looking or anything, but they're going to do it at a very low, they're not doing it at a superhero budget film, Mm -hmm. basically is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, and then of course another casting person just came in. Jeremy Renards is going to be in Spawn. Hell yeah. Uh, I believe he's playing Twitch. Uh, Twitch Williams, yes. Yeah, Twitch Williams. So I'm th- very curious. I'm wondering who they're going to get for Sam. And I think it's kind of cool that they're bringing him over. Yeah, uh, Jamie Foxx's Spawn and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, that's, that's like, I'm very, like, don't get me wrong. I love the Spawn character. I think it's a great mythos. I think it was a cool idea where it's like uh, this this creature, Belmolja, uh yeah, Belmolja is uh, basically creating this army of these dark spawns and violators. Some of that basically they're going to, you know, kind of, take over earth and then go on to the heavens basically or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And this man basically was betrayed. Uh, he went to hell for all of his sins, uh, which pretty much he was tricked into it where it was all like, Oh yeah, I'll do anything you want if I can get back to his wife basically. And then, so he sends him back, but it's like 10, maybe, Oh no, it's like five years later, three years later, something like that. So he missed out all his time. His wife moves on because she goes, he's dead. He died. We were at his funeral, all this yeah. kind of stuff. So he's back, but he's not him. He's this spawn creature. He takes off his mask. It's just like this decaying face that's stitched together and stuff like that. And it's like this guy's like, no, 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 you're supposed to be my my you know hell's army you know the leader and stuff like that but he's like no fuck you you took shit from me so he rebels and stuff but then not only is he like trying to fight the good fight and get back his soul and everything like that but then you have like angels come down they're like no you're a hell spawn we're enemies like that's how they see it it's not like no no i'm trying to do good or trying yeah. to it's like no fuck you so i'm like i'm very interested in this movie because i'm like you're getting like really good actors for 
a movie that when they made it in the 90s did terrible, which is so funny because it's like Charlie Sheen was in that was in the Spawn movie. Not Charlie Sheen, uh, his dad. Um, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen was in it. But yeah, it's just it's just a crazy thing. So I'm very curious about this movie. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be following it. This movie I'm really excited for, and I know like Hellboy. All I've seen is the guy in the in the cow in the in the yeah in the outfit and stuff of that. They haven't released anything on the new Hellboy movie, but obviously they're shooting it because he was getting in shape and stuff of that. So I'm like, okay, and I'm very curious about that one too because that takes place in paranormal and stuff like that. So, but yeah, that was pretty much. Oh no, before we wrap up movie news, I've totally fucking forgot. So there's another trailer that was released. Um, at San Diego Comic-Con that kind of deals with uh, our genre of movies that we talk about. And actually, I'm going to try to see if I can find the... Uh, it's actually one that's very near and dear to my heart. Okay. And I've watched the trailer, like, I don't know how many fucking times now. <laughs> but, uh, of course... Um, Comic book news, I would totally tell you the two trailers that, or the bunch of trailers that drop and stuff like that. But this is the only place that this one uh, fits in. With the horror With the genre, horror genre. Come so on. bear really. with us one Yeah, because apparently no one wants me to find what I'm looking for. Everything's like stopping at my path. But of course, without further ado... Our world is changing. The mass extinction we feared has already begun, and we are the cause. We are the infection. Like all living organisms, the Earth unleashed a fever to fight this infection. Its original and rightful rulers, the Titans. For thousands of years, these creatures have remained in hiding around the world. And unless all the Titans are found, our planet will perish, and so will we. They are the only guarantee that life will carry on.
Okay, every... Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, that comes out May 2019. Yeah, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, sequel to Godzilla uh, 2014, and every time I've seen this trailer, I've fucking teared up. I this is not really related to the trailer that much, but it does kind of make me smile that they're using uh, Claire de Blue, Claire de Lune by Debussy as the the track in the background because that is like it's an extremely emotional and like meaningful track in general, and it's especially like meaningful to me. And then just to like throw it on top of like the freaking Godzilla trailer is like fucking amazing. And I know a lot of people have like some reservations about the 2014 Godzilla, but who, it, it, who don't. the fuck has a problem? <laughs> okay, if you have a problem with the 2014 Godzilla movie, fucking go go Their move to is France. Not with the, the problem is not with the monster part; it's with like the human part of it. But it's like again. But I'm like, I how can you not be excited for this movie? Oh, it's this okay. Godzilla. First off, uh, like with amazing homage. Like even in the first, like the 2014 movie was absolutely incredible. Like the the special effects, it was hard to tell that they were even there. And like to like oh, add another you- like four years into the like the making of this. Like ah, uh, I'm like I I am not a huge Godzilla fan, and I'm like super fucking stoked for this movie. Um. No, actually, after watching the behind-the-scenes stuff of the Godzilla movie, um, 2014, it was um, it was crazy to see how much actual CGI they actually put in there when I was like, yeah. oh, I thought it was just the creature that was CGI. And they're like, no, we did the background, we did this, we had to do that, we had to do that. And I'm like, fuck. Like, well, because they actually, the, the most amazing thing I thought about it was they literally took, like, they took actual, like, scenes and like shot it in like an actual like places and then layered the cgi on top so it wasn't just like a giant green screen like they actually layered the cgi on top of real life and it was so well done um yeah so already some speculations have come out with this trailer they're hinting at and i don't know the actor's name uh the man from game of thrones he played uh Tyrion's like father and everything that he was basically like the head of the lannisters yeah um he everyone's speculating that it might be tom hiddleston's character from skull island because of course uh, how they're planning on this movie franchise is going is they um, are releasing King Godzilla versus King Kong in 2020. So this one comes out in May. So of course, stay till the end. Cause that's what Skull Island did. Yeah. To tie everything in. But the thing I'm most excited about is last Godzilla movie had him pan against two monsters that were pretty much invented for that movie. The Mutos, um, excuse me. But uh, now in this movie, you are giving some pretty heavy players. Um, if you watch the trailer, you can not only see uh, there is uh, uh, Mothra. Mothra, there is Rodan, and then also Godzilla's biggest baddie, uh, King Ghidorah, um, is going to be in it. So I'm very curious if monsters are going to be teaming up because we all know that uh, Mothra is pretty much like the, a good good guy and usually does team up with Godzilla and most of the old franchise and stuff like that. Um, or I don't know if Mothra is going to be one of those characters where she, she feels that she is actually the most righteous and Godzilla doesn't deserve to live kind of thing. You know, it could be one of those things. So, 
Um, but very curious about this. Very interesting how this movie's going to end and where Kong is going to fit into this now. Because there is, like, the entire world is getting fucking destroyed, it looks like, with these creatures. I mean, they had Rodan fly over, like, a rural area, and you just see all the houses just get swept away just by its fucking wind. You know, it's, and it's not even flapping. It's just literally soaring over these gliding uh, yeah. yeah gliding and shit so i'm i'm super stoked for this movie i did not know i was getting a, a godzilla king of the monsters uh trailer for san diego comic-con it came out and i ended up showing matthew it on monday like totally spaced on it matthew was like i did not see this so it was really kind of cool with all the other trailers that we saw um at san diego comic-con yeah so i'm super stoked uh that means next year you guys will be getting another episode of code site omega um, and whatnot. So yeah, it's, it's going to be fun, but yeah, of course that's going to wrap up our horror movie news and we got a story for eerie news of the week. So without further ado, it is time for eerie news of the week. All right. So we actually heard, we heard people talking about it on one of our local radio stations out here. And then I was like, wait, are, are they being serious about this? Is this an actual story? So we went ahead and scoped it out. And apparently, yes, it is. So, Anna, since you were you're very inclined, you, you did some research on this one. Uh, go ahead and take it away. So apparently smoking scorpions is a thing. Uh, give me one second. I will say this. If this is a thing... And the scorpions have to be dead in general. Um, we can we should start selling our dead scorpions in the in the garage. Oh, I know, right? right? Like you'd make so much freaking money off that. So this is the original story that I found was from two years. ago. I don't ago. know if we would though. We found two. <laughs> yes. So well, uh, actually, we well, found three. Well, three, but I don't know if like they want it from the trap because then you have to like dismantle the <laughs> trap and get them <laughs> out. So the other ones were kind of just like died off to the side. So I figured like they were still like, oh, these guys are fresh. <laughs> um. But so basically, the first story that I saw was Sobat Khan 74 from uh, in the Pakistani province near the border with Afghanistan says he's been smoking scorpions to get high off the venom since the 60s. This is the best part. And only recently managed to kick the habit by switching to opium. <laughs> yeah. Drugs are beaten by other drugs, he sadly told the reporter, speaking in his native Pashto. This stuff appears to be highly addictive, and when Khan could not find scorpions in his village, he would travel to Peshawar, the regional capital, to buy them in the market. Uh, the piece is not going to make clear if the scorpion trade is officially tolerated by authorities. The preparation method is a dead scorpion is first dried in the sun or roasted on a hot coal. Often the poor critters seem to be roasted alive. Uh, Khan said, I would inhale the smoke coming out of the fire. Apparently the whole arachnid is inhaled, although the venom is concentrated in the, the tail. The supposed high lasts for almost 10 hours, and the first six are said to be extremely painful as the body adjusts to the venom. Uh, and then Khan said, of the last four hours, everything appears like it is dancing. The roads, the vehicles, everything in front of me. And then in parentheses, the writer of the article just goes, is he actually driving on this stuff? Um, although an elderly user was featured, the habit is said to be catching on among the region's youth. Some mix the roasted scorpion tail with hashish and tobacco to smoke it in a cigarette. 
Khan seemed to prefer his scorpion's venom straight, smoking the roasted remains in a nacha or a small hash pipe. So basically you just, essentially, for lack of a better term, you cremate the scorpion and smoke, like inhale the smoke coming off of it to get extremely painful well, for six that's, hours. That's only for the first six hours. And then for four hours. You have bliss. Yes. So, so I feel like you could probably accomplish the same thing without the extreme pain with just like ecstasy or LSD or some bullshit. Like, or you could just get high like <laughs> me. Uh, <sighs> yeah. And then uh, Anthony Molina of Truly Nolan Pest Control said, we kill them on a daily basis because of how many people they send to the hospital. So to hear of people smoking, it's unreal. Um, officials with the Arizona Poison and Drug Information Center told news to, for Tucson the practice mostly occurs in Asia and they're not aware of any cases stateside. They also said it doesn't make any sense to smoke the scorpion tails because he would break down the, ken- the venom, killing any potential high. And the best way to feel the effects would be a direct sting, but that's not smart either because scorpion venom can be fatal in some cases. Uh... <laughs> Melina said, if you're looking at doing anything with scorpions, it would be staying away from them. Yeah, I actually kind of like this story just because it's like it hit close. It's like it's in Arizona, Tucson. So I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. So it's like finally one of our own local news stories. Usually we have to go for eerie news of the week elsewhere. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, yeah. So don't do that, kids. Just get a high like a normal drug addict. Yeah. I mean, and also like (laughs) opium is one of the most extreme and addictive substances you can get attached to. So in order to break the like the scorpion poison habit, you have to go to opium is pretty damn bad. Um, And this is something else that I saw that I don't know if you maybe forgot that you had it in the news or not, but Mm. I just wanted to touch on it really quick. So this is artist, beautiful horror house prints or puzzles, too. Oh, yeah. I removed that because I was like, eh. Oh, well, basically, essentially, short version is it's like puzzles that are created, and they're um, the woman actually drew a cross section of H. H. Holmes's murder castle based on information from blueprints and police notes. So I thought that was pretty freaking cool. Um, it's you can visit uh, Holly's. It's by Holly Carden. C-A-R-D-E-N. So if you want to research that, then that's out there. But I just thought that one was kind of cool because I'm a huge H.H. H. Holmes fan, as you know. No, so. I know. Yeah, so I thought that was really kind of cool and interesting stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, do you want to jump into uh, – uh, Yeah, I was going to ask you if you wanted to. I'm like, that's why I was like – I cut a couple of show notes because we went off the rails a little bit. So yeah. we're already at, like, a pretty decent-sized episode. Um, I guess we can touch upon it because we came late to the party um, we don't have to jump into spoilers or anything that we'll just talk about what we thought about. But we finally sat down and watched the Santa Clarita uh, Diet. It uh, came out in 2017. Uh, second season was dropped in 2018. And now we are both like, fuck, we have to wait till 2018 for season three. Yeah. Um, this show is, and I'll put it this way. If you watch the first episode and you don't like it, you're probably not going to enjoy the rest of the, the, the series. Um, it, it, but I will say this, they are 30 minute episodes, like 28 minutes on Netflix. Um, you can binge watch them. It's 10 episodes. So like we finished it in like a weekend. Um, but yeah, so I will say this, uh, it's a lot funnier than I expected it to be. Yeah. And actually I will say 
there's a lot of awkward humor in the first couple episodes, but like once you kind of get into the flow of the show, it's really hard to stop watching because like I have a hard time with hard with like awkward humor sometimes, and I was just dying. So yeah, it was it was great. Um, Drew Barrymore, uh, Timothy Oliphant, Timothy Oliphant. Uh, trying to remember, there's a bunch of oh Nathan Fillion's uh, is in the yeah. first episode, and then spoilers. Uh, check out season two. Oh, that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, <laughs> but it's like holy shit, and just like all the different characters, like low key, like that was such oh, a yeah, great. Oh yeah, he's great. Like it's just fun, and you want to keep watching it because it does have this crazy. Like you're trying to figure out, okay, well, what's the what's where did this come from? What's the backstory? Like it's it's really intriguing. They keep and they keep hinting at stuff, and they're showing things, and they're you keep and it's it's kind of cool because they're kind of like on this adventure, you know, with these people going like, oh, my God, well, what's that? Like, oh. who are these people? Like, And who is the principal? I swear I know the oh, principal. Oh, the principal from is from, uh, he was in Reno 911. That's right! Uh, yes. He was in The Odd Couple. He's been he's been a lot of things. He was in an episode, a few episodes of Who I Met Your Mother and stuff like that. I'm trying to remember the actor's name, but, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's I like him. He's oh, funny. he's hilarious. He's great and stuff. Um but yes, yeah, a lot of great casting in it. Like yeah. you'll see people show up, you're like, holy shit, and and all these kind of things. But yeah, um, definitely check it out. The Santa Clarita Diet. Uh, again, it's on Netflix. Very easy to watch. Like we're not gonna. I don't want to spoil anything for people because I think people should watch this. Like it's got great zombie stuff. Like I love like how they're going to like a teenage kid to get like their info because he's like, oh, I read comic books and I know all this stuff about the undead and yeah and something. So I think it's just really funny how. Um, they have to like go to him for answers. Like what's, what's, what's wrong? What's wrong with my wife? Yeah. You know, kind especially of like one of my favorite things is like whenever they first go over to his house, like they're in his room and he just like turns the girl. He's like, hi. And she's like, you already said hi. He's like, I know. I just feel like really awkward right now. Cause I've never had this many people in my room. <laughs> it's just like, it's <laughs> such a like yeah. awkward, funny, like, they're fun. and, like the character development is absolutely amazing yeah I, I really do like the show so i can't wait for season two um that's gonna be exciting so yeah definitely check out santa claria diet um loki is hilarious yeah, so, like Loki's he's one hilarious. of the characters that's in there and like he's this really big like dude and uh okay i'm gonna do like a short spoiler here so if you don't want to listen like skip forward like a minute um basically loki is kind of a He's, like, this really big, like, he literally, like, kills people. He's, like, a drug dealer. And then he gets bitten by, and he turns into a zombie. And he literally just, like, starts making music and is, like, singing at, like, a local coffee shop and, like, has, like, CDs. And just, like, the entire, like, turnaround is just so funny. And it's really, really interesting to kind of see how, like, in this version of, like, making zombies and such, they kind of go towards more, like, Oh, well, it removes your inhibitions and kind of helps you be the person that you want to be. Yeah. Instead of just being like, oh, they just crave like brains or human fre- well, yeah, flesh or whatever. It's really kind of interesting because I, I think it, and I, I will point this out because it's like I like what they did with the zombie genre. And then you also have like I zombie and how that one was. And it's yeah. kind of cool that it's like, OK, you have all these zombie shows out. But then you have ones that like, oh, they they're going in these different directions and they're putting like a new kind of lore onto it. And there's the thing. I know a lot of people be like, well, fuck, that's not how zombies are supposed to be. They're supposed to be, you know, like The Walking Dead. The that was. A, that's a zombie so i'm like man whatever way you want to look at it it's like i don't care it's entertainment so if someone wants to take something and put a little bit of a twist on it 
and give new light to something, and you're just kind of like, oh, this is fun. But yeah, no, I, I highly recommend uh, that. That's yeah, what... technically the original Dawn of the Dead, right, is the one of the first zombie movies, I think, and that's nothing like like the new like stuff that they have out now. So. Well, I think one of the very first zombie movies was White Zombie. Um, very old black and white film. I'm trying to remember, I think, I think Bela Lugosi was in it. Ooh. I'm going to do my own fact check because that sounds really weird if I don't know this. I should know this. Uh, I'm pretty sure with all the massive amount of information in your brain, I'm pretty sure we can give you the pass just this once. So, but yeah, like just looking at how like zombies have progressed through the years, like there's like the fast zombies. Oh shit, I am fucking, I I am a god. <laughs> you knew it. Yeah, fucking yeah, starring uh starring Bell Lugosi. Fuck yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, it's like this... Yeah, this oh, fuck, I am sorry. I got to I got to I got to toot your own horn. Toot my own horn for a little bit. Uh yeah, f- uh it was the first length uh, zombie film. Uh a sequel to the film titled uh, Revolt of the Zombies opened in 1936. Um But yeah, <clears throat> sorry. Okay, yeah, no, so, this, so yeah, the first zombie movie came out actually in 1932, White Zombie, yeah, starring Bela Lugosi. But this was like this with these zombie eyes, uh, he renders her powerless. So it was, it was more like so that was just I don't know if it had anything to actually do with zombies because I know a lot of uh, the mythos from uh, like the voodoo of zombies and stuff like that. It's like somebody who could kind of take control of you, and then it wasn't until like. It was so more sort of, of the, like a like the possession, like a the, like a hypnosis kind of like thing, and then it, I guess it came into like they would just they'd be walking like a they're in a zombie state of you know kind of thing, and then yeah. and then it was George R. Romero who came up with the concept of you know they bite you or they'll eat the human flesh and all this stuff. It's like the dead rising from the grave, you know, uh, kind of stuff. So um, damn. I'm, I'm pretty good. But yeah, so yeah, but I like how they're going with this uh, movie, uh, not movie, but the show and stuff. It's really fun stuff. Um, it's nice to see a new take on zombies. Yeah, it's just fun. But yeah, I highly recommend it. If you want a good laugh at some of that, that's what I was telling people with like uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. I mean, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's horror, but it's fucking hilarious and it's fun. So, which um, is another essentially zombie movie. Yeah, really. Show. Like, think about like those things. They get possessed and all that kind of stuff. So that was a first. Uh, Toby just jumped on top of my desk. Uh, he's probably going to lay down on everyone and be like, hey, you guys done yet? Which, yeah, we actually are, fucking Toby. Um, but, yeah, I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Not To Another Be Horrorcast. I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, I'll see Especially you know, since we really went off the rails. Yeah, show. we went off the rails on this one. But if you're with us, then you're with us for life. Um, or until the show gets canceled. Because we're never letting you go until the show gets canceled. But, yeah. So I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Not Another Beat Horrorcast. Like I just said, you know where to find us. And I think, yeah, uh, that's all I got. Anna, you have anything else you want to add? Uh, nope, other than just send us your stories, please. Yeah, just send us your stories. Okay, so I'm Steve-O. And I'm Anne Hathaway. And until next time. Carpe Noctum. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com.